Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name's Jamie Otto. This is Jason Pyron. Hey, everybody. And we're picking up on a conversation we recently had with MA's Macy Floyd and Dakota Tucker on working well with different generations. Last week, we talked about the generations working well together and what generalities versus stereotypes means in the discussion, as well as how life stage plays into everything. Now we're going to jump into 12 different ways, what Hayden Shaw calls 12 sticking points of generations working well together. So we're going to dive back into that. Here we go. So let's turn the corner here. Let's turn this conversation towards these generations working together, because that's what we talked to you guys about and, and what we're here to discuss a lot of is how do we get all these five generations appreciating each other, mm-hmm. flexing to one another, adapting where they need to, come into decisions and, and moving forward with a plan. Yeah. So just in general, Jamie, when you mm-hmm. think about generations working together, what are what are things that come to mind for you? Because you do this every day. Mm-hmm. You work with those older than you, younger than you, same age as you. So when we talk about generations working together, how much is that on your mind? How much of a, a role does that play in your daily work life? Yeah, I think it's on my mind all the time. I would say that generations as well as even just different personalities are on my mind pretty regularly Mm. in terms of there. We have MA supervisors, people that supervise you and and your buds um, who who might be much more formal, maybe because they are in in a generation that that shaped them to be much more formal. And so even that does shape the way that you communicate with them, that shapes the way you follow up with them. And then there's even the opposite side of that is that we have a lot of supervisors now who are millennials and young, but that definitely shapes, mm-hmm. I think, even even just the, the communication there that maybe they think that we're just buds, it's all going to be good mm-hmm. if I don't turn my stuff in. Well, like, no, it's still a, there's definitely still a working relationship even to navigate with those kinds of things in terms of what professional, what professionalism looks like across different generations. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you guys? When you think about working with different generations, uh, how much is that on your mind? Y'all are newer to, you're newer to Bellevue. You've been here for four months. You've been a part of the ministry side of this. How long? Yeah. A uh, year and a half, over a year and a half. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. He came as a high school student. I had the chance to baptize Dakota Tucker in a pool oh, right it. by the ocean <laughs> there when he was in Amazing. high school. Sweet memory for sure. <laughs> so you guys are, are fairly new to the ministry at Bellevue on this mm-hmm. side of it. But how much of this is on your minds when you think about working with different generations? Mm. I think it's pretty prevalent on my mind as far as I recognize that I am working with generations, whether it's Gen X. In my specific department of media, there's not many traditionalists mm-hmm. or baby boomers, but primarily Gen X, millennials, mm-hmm. Gen Z. But even though working with those three main generations, I do recognize, you know, my supervisor is older. He is wiser. Mm-hmm. He has different life experiences, a different life stage. Mm-hmm. So my communication style with him is going to be different than Dakota working in college ministry mm-hmm. where his department is a little bit closer in age than mine. Right. And so I'm always reminding myself of the different generations I'm working with, my communication styles with each one of them, whether it's working alongside like Corey and Jeremy and Marissa and them, my same age mm-hmm. as them, our communication style must be so must be different mm-hmm. than me and my supervisors. Mm-hmm. Whether uh, me and my supervisors more face to face and more formal, then I can text those who are closer to the same age as mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. very important to remind myself of daily of what generations I'm working with. That mm-hmm. way we can have a good workflow. That way we can work together. Yeah. That we're accomplishing that one goal and one mission that we're yeah. doing daily for the yeah. for the ministry. Yeah. yeah. You know, before you give your answer, I'm going to let you think further about it. Mm-hmm. I, I laugh thinking about every year we have orientation with all of the MAs. And I think I put it in there probably seven or eight years ago. And it was the idea of communication. It was, you know, there's all these different ways. But I would always make the point of going, 
this is how we communicate yeah. at Bellevue. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. Yeah. And Jamie just never had the guts to say to me, hey, that's probably not best. Uh, but, <laughs> but there's truth about that because what I was saying is this is who I am. This is how I communicate or this is how you, most of your supervisors communicate. So get on board with it. Yeah. And I can only imagine that we've had MAs over the years and, and just staff in general that have cringed that, oh my gosh, but that's, you know, I want the face to face or mm-hmm. I do it this way. Isn't that okay? Or we say, write things down and they go, but why can't I type it into my phone? Mm-hmm. So we've got to flex a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the work is getting done or the task or, the, you know, one of the things that Hayden Shaw says is, is that working together all comes down to having a common mission and vision. Mm-hmm. And that does not, that is about the why mm-hmm. of what we do instead of the what we do. So it's not that we communicate in this certain way, it's that we communicate. It's mm-hmm. why are we communicating? Because we have this common mission and vision to get the word out or to get the gospel out or whatever the case is. So anyway, just throw that in for free today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Deco? Yeah, for me, I'm going to be honest, before Monday, yeah. didn't really think about it because my yeah. team is just so... Like I'm, I was born '99, so I'm like mm-hmm. February '99. So I quote unquote, I could have made the millennial cut, but <laughs> technically I'm a Gen Z. But my team as a whole, with Daniel Jacobs and Jasmine, is millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're always on the same page. Obviously, you know, the Lord's gifted us in different areas. We're able to use those gifts in different ways. But like, like you say, Jason, you know, it's one goal, mm-hmm. one mission, and we're all, you know, connecting to have the same vision. But after Monday. It did open my mind a lot to it because mm. it's because I know Daniel and all the next gen pastors, they talk to Jay and mm-hmm. they're very connected with Jay and they have to keep Jay mm-hmm. up to date. And Jay is probably very different than mm-hmm. Daniel Harrison, Corey O'Hara, because Jay's a Gen X millennial. Mm-hmm. So their mm-hmm. minds and the way they think is very different and they operate in very different ways. That's right. But from this past Monday, it just opened to my eyes because I think about staff meetings. I think about our mm-hmm. Tuesday morning staff meetings with the college team. I'm like, that makes so much sense because that's <laughs> that's how, and you know, not everything on there was probably 100% accurate, right. you know, on our charts wasn't 100% accurate, but it did open up your mind because I do see the different people. I do get to work with Jay and even connected with the high school ministry with Steve Spence and mm-hmm. Grace Wade mm-hmm. now. Like I see like the connections of the generation, how yeah. they were raised and like how do they work and mm-hmm. how it, it helps me too. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a question to you, mm-hmm. Dakota? So why do you think it is a challenge? I mean, like I appreciate you being honest and I think quite honestly, a lot of other MAs would say the same thing is no, I don't really think about that very mm-hmm. often. Not everybody, like kind of like you were saying, Macy, not everybody's on a team like you are, meaning that's made up of people that are really similar mm-hmm. to your age. Um, so they might have a different perspective. But I would think that a lot of people, even in our generation, probably don't think very much about the other generations. Yeah. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on why do you think that's the case? <sighs> I mean, it's probably just, you know, especially like for me, I didn't have to, I probably would go back to what I was saying. Like, since I am on a team that's so close in age, like it, it just never dawned on me. Mm-hmm. And but that's probably the big thing. Like, because if I was with a, a different team, like even if I was working maybe with Steve Spence, mm-hmm. if I was, if he was my direct supervisor, I probably would think about it more because he is, he's in that Gen X mm-hmm. category. Mm-hmm. So I'd get to pick at his mind more. Yeah. I'd get to hear his vision more for how the Lord's leading him. Mm-hmm. But since I'm directly under Daniel and Jacob, I see it much there. And so I think since I'm right again, since I'm on that cusp, February 99, I could have literally been December 98 and quote unquote be a millennial just like them. Um, so I'm very similar. My mindset is probably very similar to them. So that's mm-hmm. probably why I don't think about it as much. Yeah. 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 Mm. 
It makes sense. It does. I think a lot of it probably has to do with just your environment too. Is if yeah. you're, what you're always around is the perspective you're always going to have. Oh, yeah, that's right. That doesn't if you don't intentionally shift it or don't intentionally right. make that kind of a change or seek to understand somebody else who's different than you. Yeah. makes sense that you probably just would never think about it. That's right. And then we can get into that rut because what happens is, is if we're around people like us or our generation the whole mm-hmm. time, then what we tend to th- really do is think that that's the right way. Yeah. yeah. When really there's so much more value in other people yeah. and Absolutely. bringing a lot of different things. Cause we're not just trying to reach people just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, good yeah. word for sure. And that, I know a lot of our conversation, even on Monday, like you were saying to in the MA training came down to, I think, preference, a matter of preference. And mm-hmm. that's something that you ask all the time, Jason, is this mm-hmm. a matter of right and wrong or is it really just my preference? Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of this whole conversation too, is that I think when I'm around, like you were saying, Dakota, people who are my age and about what I'm about, we think similarly, we, we desire similarly, we're headed towards the same kinds of things in my mind, um, not just in terms of mission, but then it can be so easy to to kind of lean towards my own preferences. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I think a lot of it comes down to your environment. If your if your eyes are always on the same thing, you're we're just not gonna we're not gonna learn very much. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of this conversation comes down to even preference and probably even the assumptions that we make about other generations that are probably really not true and really unfair in a lot of ways. But we gotta get outside of those preferences. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So let's uh let's talk about these different sticking points that Hayden Shaw kind of hits. And it might be that this is a long enough podcast. Maybe this will be part two. And if so, <laughs> we'll we'll come back and do that later. But uh, let's go ahead and keep going for now. Hayden Shaw talks about 12 different sticking points between the five generations that can either get them stuck and not working together. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's a, a hidden meaning behind all that, that if they can find something that really works well together, then that will stick and help them all work together. So the 12 that he says, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just run down those, are communication, decision-making, dress code, mm-hmm. which I just laugh at that one, <laughs> feedback, fun at work, <laughs> knowledge transfer, loyalty, meetings, amen, policies, respect, training, and work ethic. Hmm. So let's just, we're not going to hit all 12 of these. There's great notes, and we can put some notes on the podcast for those that are interested in learning a little bit more. But let's just kind of take those first four, communication and decision-making and dress code and feedback. My initial thought, honestly, I was kind of reviewing, and in the MA training, you gave us all action points. So something Mm -hmm. to do based on every single one of these sticking points. How can we work better together specifically in in these 12 areas? And it hit me like, I think the vast majority of them, maybe every single one of those action points really does come down to communication, Mm -hmm. meaning Mm -hmm. you have to make an effort to communicate and ask them, hey, why is this your preference? Or can we talk about why we do run our meetings this way? Or whatever that is. I think communication is one that is probably on there for obvious reasons already. But I think even in thinking through how we can put a lot of these things into practice and how we can grow stronger together in terms of working with different generations, a lot of it, I think, really does come down to that first one of communication. Yeah, yeah. Communication or any of those others, what what pops out to you there? I would have to go with Jamie on that one as far as I think communication is one of the primary sticking point for working with other generations. I think a lot of, especially younger generations, the millennials, the Gen Z generation that we are in, uh, we are sometimes just too afraid to ask mm-hmm. our communica- uh, the communication styles of others. Yeah. Uh, we want to automatically assume or we're just too scared about what their response would be. And so I would just say to be encouraging in that is just, just honestly just ask. 
Ask mm-hmm. out of curiosity. Ask good questions. What is their communication style, especially in an MA position here at Bellevue? What is the communication style of my supervisors? Mm-hmm. What is the communication style of my fellow coworkers? Mm-hmm. Um, that way we can get information across clearly that there's no um, misunderstandings mm-hmm. in that. And that way, like going back to the ultimate goal is to, to be reminded of our mission and our visions yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, with communication, I think that drives, you know, I think a lot about feedback and especially working with different people. And again, for me, I'm directly with millennials and then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the Gen Z on my team. The communication drives the feedback because if you're able to communicate with the people that you're directly working with, then they're able to give you that feedback mm-hmm. that, that you desire. And obviously with the different generations, they're going to give that feedback in different ways. And also with the different generations, we respond to feedback mm-hmm. in different ways. I think about, I was mm-hmm. talking to a guy on campus today. He, he coaches out in Millington and he was talking about how he's an assistant coach out in Millington. And he was like, man, we may need to start getting a new head coach because mm-hmm. he's just, he's very stuck in his ways. And I was like, I bet he's a very traditional coach. He's just <laughs> by the book. Mm-hmm. And whereas, and Daniel's right there next to me and Daniel coached basketball mm-hmm. within the last, he's coached within the last five years. Yeah. So he knows like how the kids have been raised. You know, it's a very different generation. It's not honestly like it's kind of a soft generation like Mm -hmm. kids are very sensitive now things like that and so the way you communicate your authority to people the generation is going to respond to that differently now and especially feedback like i i love giving feedback Mm -hmm. whether it's positive or negative because i need both of those Mm -hmm. so i would take a communication point definitely it drives the feedback because if you communicate with your supervisors you're able to hear their feedback from them as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah one of the things that we talked about was the difference in feedback versus advice you know Mm -hmm. in the millennials and gen z there's a lot there you know, they say that the traditionalists, I love this phrase, and I probably won't get it all right, but Hayden Shaw says that traditionalists, the experts, would tell. And then came along the boomers, and it says the entertainers would compel. So it became less about everybody just sitting and listening to somebody. We're getting into training, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. But just in general, when it comes to feedback, they want a conversation. The younger generations want a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they don't. It's actually very positive, right? It's not a it's not a once a year let's get together and you mm-hmm. give me feedback. It's ongoing. Mm-hmm. I want advice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the older generations, they probably humble themselves too much and saying, I don't have anything that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So let me just hammer you with what you're you have to do. Instead of saying, Hey, when I was your age or when I was starting out, I did this. So it's interesting that the older groups sometimes have a hard time freely giving that advice while the younger groups freely want that advice Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and want the ongoing. They don't want to sit down for a semi-annual review. They want to do it in the meantime. So I want to ask a question, and Decode, I'll put you on the spot Mm -hmm. because that just seems most appropriate to do in this situation. (laughs) Let's do it. You come to to Bellevue, and it's your first day here, and you're in jeans. You're going to be on a college campus doing campus ministry all day, and I come up to you and I say, hey, man, listen – at Bellevue, on our staff, we don't wear jeans. We wear khakis, and uh, we ask you not to wear flip-flops and don't wear a T-shirt that has anything offensive on it. But other than that, you're good. What is your gut level, mm-hmm. outward response, and your inward response to that? I mean, if you're my authority, <laughs> I'm a, outwardly, I'm going to say yes, sir, in a very questionable way. <laughs> um, but inwardly, I'm going to be like, what did I just get myself into? Right, mm-hmm. Because right. like you said, mm-hmm. you know, Jeans, I'm on a college campus right. with college students. Yeah. If 
I'm in khakis, button down in a tie. These college yeah, students are going to look at. It's my job to submit to yeah. my authority. If you do say like, "Hey, this is this is our dress code. It's khakis and a, yeah. and a polo every day." Like I, I will have to submit to that. Yeah. But inwardly, I would be very confused because mm-hmm. and the big thing I think about again is just culture like culture mm-hmm. changes over time yeah, so yeah. like and that would be a conversation we would probably we would obviously have later on in the office yeah. when i'm in my khakis and my button <laughs> down. hey yeah. i probably have to call you mr pine yeah. too. i don't think i've ever seen you in khakis and a button down uh-uh. I, I have i have i've seen you brother you can pull that off too and I, but i think that's i think the point in all of that is i would have to and, and you haven't run into that yeah. i mean you know we no, we've worked through that here as an organization but at the same time, it would be important for me in that scenario as, a, as an authority to explain why. Yeah. And then it's also you have to have an environment to where you can ask respectfully why. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell me why. And let's have a conversation and let's figure out is there a good reason for it? Is it because others that have gone before you that have really messed that up mm-hmm. or um, had a bad understanding mm-hmm. of it or don't submit to authority? Is it over here because that's how our predecessors did it and so that's how we want to do it? Yeah. So the why, when mm-hmm. it comes down to communication, to feedback, to dress code, mm-hmm. to decision making, the why is a big part mm-hmm. of that, yeah. uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. We just talked about the first four sticking points, communication, feedback, dress code, and decision making. We hope these are helpful to you as you go about all kinds of working relationships with different generations who are different from you. That's right. We got one more week to talk about working well with different generations. So join us back here uh, as we talk about the final sticking points that will help you be a great teammate and work well with those around you. We'll see you next week.